you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Another day, another headline with Scandaval, but today we are thrilled to have Michael Kay, who is Director of Brand and Communications of OKCupid. So I'd like to consider him a relationship expert, if you <laughs> a relationship expert, and I cannot wait to discuss and talk about Scandaval and your perspective. So first off, Michael, before we break down this Howie Mandel interview, this atrocious interview that happened, 24 hours ago. I just want to get your overall take on Scandaball. My overall take, well, first, the Howie interview. I think both Toms, as a PR person, need to be media trained heavily. Amen. They should not be going on any radio interviews. They should not be going on Watch What Happens Live. They need a moment to be trained on what to say and what not to say. So it's just been a total train wreck watching both of them over the past month or so, however long this scandal feels like it's been going on for a decade, (laughs) but however long it actually has been going on, um, it's just been a total train wreck. And it's actually surprising to see that Raquel is probably the one handling it the most professionally. I feel like she's been kind of under the radar. She's doing a good job of just staying silent. Like, I think that's the best thing you could do in the situation. I mean, let the, the reunion's going to come out, let her, side of the story be told then. But yeah, as far as Bravo goes too, they probably appreciate that. I'm guessing Tom is not on Bravo's good list right now. Tom Sandoval. Probably not. <laughs> Although I am sure their ratings are like oh. the hot they've ever been. So it's like one of those like double-edged swords. Oh, absolutely. So let's, let's just get right into it with this interview. So the connection, in case any of you missed this, so Tom Sandoval's drummer slash band manager slash friend, his wife works for the Howie Mandel show. So she's a producer. So that was kind of the connection. You would think Howie Mandel would have maybe known about Vanderpump Rules, maybe watched it. It turns out his daughter is really the fan. And instead of Howie being like, okay, I'm going to let my daughter have a moment and me just sit back on my show. No, he decided, he still decided to uh, be a part of it. So Tom starts out and in talking about their relationship, one of the things he kept kind of reiterating, and this is, you know, kind of his way of playing the victim, my opinion, y'all, but he's talks a lot about how him and Ariana were in a place where they were a brand. So they were in a moment in the relationship where they were really friends. She apparently didn't care about his whereabouts, didn't want to come to a wedding with him. He kept saying, you know, we kept it together for appearances because of our brand. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? That just doesn't track for me. I don't think they're a brand at all. Sure, there are a couple on reality TV. I think Tom and Tom are a brand. So if the story was around the two Toms are not actually real friends, they're just really concerned about hurting their brand, that makes sense to me. 100% believe it. But I just don't think they're the strongest relationship in reality TV where anyone would particularly care if they broke up. They're not a brand to me. Well, oh and he God. tried Love so that. hard to be his own brand. Like he has got Tom Tom. He's doing a band. Like 
they never, other than the cocktail book, which we even saw that happened on camera, he weaseled his way into it. So there really wasn't much that felt like was theirs. And it's not like they're Benifer, you know, the first time around or second time around, like together to me, they were, I agree. They were not a brand. I think this was, I think he's just trying to paint this picture of a loveless, I say marriage, but because they are basically a Commonwealth marriage, but they just a loveless relationship. But I don't, I, I, I think this is his way of starting to paint this picture of like, I tried to get out. We weren't in love. Like she's almost not using this, but like, this isn't as bad as what everyone thinks. But I, I, I don't know how, I don't think he's going to be able to convince many of us that much of this is true. And I think, so some of you listening, you're going to be super impressed because I have to give my props. Michael just fully binged VPR in like the fastest, like if I were to give you a world Guinness record, I'm going to give it to you. Unofficial, unauthorized world Guinness record of binging VPR, the entire catalog of it, not just the, you know, catch up episodes that Peacock provided. So you're, this is like a fresh perspective for you. Like truly seeing all of the relationship, which I, I honestly kind of love fresh eyes on this. Um, so, you know, watching the show and kind of seeing their relationship and obviously we'll get more into the details of this, this podcast, but what was your take of their relationship with fresh eyes? Yeah. So I, when this whole scandal erupted was like, I actually need to know what's going on. And I'm like, I'm in it. So I'm not someone who's going to like read a few articles and call it a day. So I started from season one, episode one, about three weeks ago, and I'm fully caught up all 10 seasons watching live now. And for me, since I've seen their relationship on camera in the matter of a week and a half or two weeks, it never felt like a strong relationship to me to begin with. And there's a couple of relationships like that on on air. I never thought Tom and Katie should have ever gotten married. I thought that was doomed from the beginning. Um, But Tom and Ariana, first of all, I, I just don't see them being a great match because to me, an outsider, a viewer, not someone who actually knows these people, Tom feels like someone who sucks the air out of every room he's in. And I've seen Ariana in my opinion, get stronger, more confident, more successful. And I just feel like with his personality, those are going to be two people that clash. I think he is going to gravitate towards someone who is always going to be his cheerleader, is never going to have the spotlight themselves and loves playing the role as like a supportive partner from the sidelines. I think that's a personality that's going to thrive better with Sandoval. I also wonder too, she became quickly known as like, almost like the darling of Bravo. Like after BravoCon, every person who met with her was like, she was so sweet. She was so genuine. The security at the very first BravoCon, the security was telling her to like talk to people less as they were buying the book for her to sign because she was like spending time actually like appreciating each person's business And so, and I think that's genuine. I think that's who she is. And I wonder as that became the perception and everyone loved her and she was so sweet. And so just like normal and good hearted. I I think there was obviously some jealousy there too. Like, well, I'm the number one guy in the group, you know, it was very much like he couldn't handle her being so well liked more so than him. The way you just described it gives me very much um, Diana and Charles vibes. Oh, God, you're so right. Like watching the woman rise in fame and become that like person that everyone is drawn to and jealousy seeps in. Wow. A hundred percent. I love that. I love that. Wait, is Raquel the Camilla? I mean, (laughs) yeah. You ain't (laughs) Oh my God. I love this. Okay. So more things that he said in this atrocious interview, um, he mentioned that this, this was horrible. I I don't even want to repeat it, but he kept kind of trying to explain they weren't having sex. It wasn't an intimate relationship. He tried to, um, used a horrible analogy of saying he was basically like a high schooler who had sex for the first time because that's how little sex they had, which he really didn't need to say that. Um, and then, you know, he starts to talk about his relationship with Raquel, Rachel. 
and how they became really good close friends after their breakup in the house. She's this beautiful person, witty, smart. And they just, you know, started, I would imagine, and he didn't say this, but I would assume it was like more of an emotional affair at first. I like, I mean, we're all in relationships here. If my partner was FaceTiming or talking to one of like a friend, I don't know. I think there's lines there. There's clear boundaries when you're in a relationship. And to me, I, I would probably start to have a flag, but considering Ariana was also good friends with Rachel, she probably didn't think much of it. So um, in terms of timeline, because we've all been trying to figure out when exactly did this start? When exactly did it start? We've heard Coachella being mentioned. We've heard Guys Night. So Tom, in his version of the story, is saying Guys Night, which this is on the current season, when Rachel left. Um, I forgot that place, but left <laughs> left the girls trip early. And they started. He was locked out of his house. Him and Rachel came over. They stayed up talking all night and they just had this magnetic connection and he felt alive again. And I love this journey for him. Um, they, I hope, are very happy off camera somewhere else off the show. However, what I what I want to say right now about this is like, I totally understand relationships not working out. There's nothing wrong with that. Falling out of love with Ariana. Again, nothing wrong with that. I think it was all the way everything was handled. Like the second you had those feelings should have been the moment you left. You moved out. You figured out a situation for the house. End it there. Um, Give someone that grace, especially when you've chosen to spend your life with them, purchase a house together and put it all on camera. This isn't a normal breakup to allow them to be... I hope she doesn't feel humiliated, but to allow someone to be so humiliated so publicly, I think is what would anger me the most. It actually isn't the cheating. It's the fact that you did not care about me as a person to hide any of these infidelities or at least just exit the relationship the second this began. Because, I mean... What what did he think? We'd go on season after season after season. And this would never come out, and we they'd continue business as normal because their brand. It just doesn't make sense. I do think his in his head, his end game or his plan was he didn't want any of it to happen like on camera or while it could be brought up as it relates to this season. I wouldn't be shocked if like his plan, and a lot of people have said this, it was to like get through the season, get through the reunion, keep it quiet, keep it under wraps. Then after the reunion, before they begin filming the new season, break up, break it up with Ariana. And then hope, I think in his mind was like to hope to gain the viewers approval of his relationship with Rachel by showing in the next season, the early parts of their relationship, which is crazy because it actually would have been like one year in to this affair. But I, I do think that was his like, as diabolical as he is, I think that was his plan. Like, I'm going to get everyone to like me and Raquel, but I'm going to do it next season. Well, let's chat timeline. So we're recording this mid-April right now. When was the season being filmed? Started last summer. Yeah, Yeah. last summer. So it's June, July. And when do they wrap? Like, is it normally like a three, four months? It's usually like four months. So I would imagine it wrapped in September. It was wrapped before BravoCon. So, and that was mid-October. So let's just say late September. Um, Yeah. So it wrapped before these photos came out of Rachel going to his hometown. Yes. Which is also my hometown and where I live. Um, So it's funny. I'm shocked they didn't get caught only because... St. Louis is like that classic, like big, small town. For the most part, 90% of the people live here grew up here. So there's like no such thing as a stranger. You're two degrees separated from everyone. So we'll get like DMs from people like, oh, I, you know, I saw Tom at Ballpark Village. I saw Tom and Ariana, like, you know, at Sasha's on Shaw. Like people are like saying where they see them because it's just such a small town. So the fact that he brought her in December and was like out with friends, I'm very surprised that was kept, like kept under wraps. I do say, I love the fact that his family was like, we're not meeting her. Like do not bring her home. 
Yeah, but and I that, feel like that also discredits this like fan theory around him waiting for the final season because if we're if this happened in December, I would assume they always knew the reunion was going to happen around March. That's a huge period of time where you're willing to be seen in public because regardless if it was on the season or not, it would have come out in the reunion if they were caught. That's also very true. That's a really good point. So on this and during this interview, he said he said he his plan was to kind of break up with her through therapy. So after he kissed her or yeah, kissed her and then Schwartz kissed. This was this was a weird part in the interview. So Schwartz didn't know at the time in Mexico, he was encouraging Schwartz and Rachel before him and Rachel kissed, but he was encouraging it. Then when they kissed, he took it as a big fuck you to Katie, Lala, to people who were acting like Schwartz and Rachel were a bigger thing than they were. He then afterwards asked Schwartz, he says, you know, are, do you like her? Are you interested? He's like, no, I mean, that was just fun. And then decided to go in and also then decided to try to push Ariana to go to couples therapy. He was trying to break up with her via therapy. Because he was pushing this narrative that when he did break up with her, he, he claims he broke up with her on Valentine's Day, which is great, whatever. <laughs> um, and he he said he's he's pushing this narrative that she said if they broke up that she'd quit the show, sell the house and move away. And he like tried to claim like her mental health wasn't in a good place. So he was trying to break up with her. And she wasn't, like, receiving the message. I just, again, you never know what goes on behind closed doors, but I just cannot imagine anybody being so desperate to stay in a relationship with him. And why is it such a bad thing to quit a show that you've been on for so long? I mean, it happens to so many cast members, especially within the Bravo universe. There's very few people who are on as long as she's been on. I mean, I'm comparing this now to like the Housewives franchises, but I just, there's so much that doesn't track for me. It does not make sense seeing how she behaves on camera and what people say about her behavior off camera. Like none of it makes sense. Like I feel like she would have been a strong person and gotten through a uh, breakup. I keep saying divorce. I mean, it's basically like they're married. I think, you know, divorce is probably a better word than breakup because I don't know. I feel like breakup implies like we dated for six months. It didn't work out like yeah. this was a big deal. I agree too. like we saw the clip, you know, when they put out the new midseason trailer and he says, can I get you anything? And she says, or would you want anything? And she says for you to die. If somebody was so like dead inside, emotionless, like had no passion that basically you guys were just a brand you'd already broken up with her several times. I don't think this is the reaction that you get. And I don't think it's all of these friends now rallying day of, we see like, you know, we saw Kristen, we saw like the paparazzi were stalked outside their home and we're seeing all these friends come over with wine and like trying to cheer her up. I just don't like, this doesn't fit then. Like if for me, if a friend's like, yeah, we've been trying to break up for months and I found out he's been having an affair I know it's not quite a drop everything, everybody rally around Ariana. It just, yeah, it's not lining up to me. Also, you say you tried to break up with her on Valentine's Day, which was had a fact of like what that holiday is. That's February 14th. So yeah. you've been, and then you brought her home and brought Rachel home in December. So you've been continuing this on for two months. Like the betrayals already happened. Like just because you tried to break up with her on February 14th before maybe the world knew about Scandaval. You're not that great of a guy. And that was only two weeks before, if if he's telling the truth, that was only like two weeks before it actually broke. So I don't know. I, this is all very suspect to me. It, it doesn't, doesn't make help sense. when there's like a pattern of behavior. Like this isn't the first person we've seen him cheat on when in a relationship in the short period of time that like he's been on the show. Like we don't know him his entire life, but two relationships, two cheating. Not a great track record. No, not a great track record at all. And I don't really like, so Ariana too, we have to remember. So during that guy's trip or the guy's night, she left early. She left the girls weekend early because her dog had passed away. I believe also she had a family passing. He doesn't mention any of this. Instead, he's pushing this narrative of her mental health, 
which I think is so gross to speak on someone on like, let her speak on that. Like I mm-hmm. just being mindful and sensitive. Like if you have any respect for her, let her speak about that on her own. Don't try to like push, like she's not getting out of bed and da 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 da. Cause that's a serious thing. But also to all the points that you made, Michael, like the person that we see facade or not, like, it's not giving this energy of like, oh, I can't leave you. I would never, what it's going to happen to the brand. Like, it's not giving that energy. It's not adding up. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. No. I mean, to me, she has always been someone who, and I've said this since the beginning or the few weeks ago when I started watching the show. Um, she doesn't seem like that typical reality star. Like, I don't even think she's made for reality TV. And it's not that I don't love watching her. I think she's an incredible person and a great cast member, but she doesn't seem like someone who's like, God, what would I do after the show ends? I need this show. Like, how do I stay on? How do I create storylines? That's just not the vibe I've ever gotten from her. So like her leaving, it just doesn't make sense. It's not like tracking with who we're seeing. No, not at all. And he, so he also shared in the interview that they're still living together. He said that they, um, basically he isn't in a position like financially, he can't like buy her out. So, and he doesn't have anyone to live with right now or crash at, not even his mistress, Rachel. Um, so they're living together and they have like a mediator that they text, like they have a gym in their home. So they have someone that they text and it's like, Ariana wants to use the gym at six and he'll be like, okay. So he knows that she's going to be there. Other Otherwise they just spend time in their rooms. And he also was saying that he is basically the kind of like house manager and like keeps the house in order. Um, and he, of course, like throughout to how he's like, yeah, I mean, it's a $3 million house. Like he keeps pushing this, like his ego is clearly hurt. And he even said, you know, while he said, oh, I really love Ariana. He's also saying she's really busy right now. She's obviously blowing up because she's getting Dancing with the Stars. And he gets Lifetime movie. Yeah. He gets Howie Mandel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, first of all, on the house piece, if I were them, I would sell the home immediately and move out. Um, I wouldn't even care about buying out the other person. I wouldn't want to be living in some living somewhere tied to all those memories. Um, I would like flee for the Hills, but yeah, I think he's on like the defensive right now. Um, and it's probably a few main factors. One, it's, I've seen a ton of online bullying against him, which I will say not here for that. Um, like they are all real people too. They're not characters. Um, but I do think he's probably, she's getting everything that he would have wanted. He loves attention. He loves being the star. And as someone, as I forget like where this comes in the um, sequence of the show, because I watched so many episodes in such a short period of time, but there's a scene where they're at Lisa's house and Sheena thinks she's going over for like a tea party or something. I think it's for her. It's right ahead of her wedding. So it's probably current season. Um, Correct. And they all go out to sing her song, Good as Gold. And if you watch, you see Tom, like, move around the entire group to get into the front for this, like, grand reveal of all of them. And I'm like, that perfectly encompasses the type of person you are. Like, that is just you. I mean, a lot of people have been describing him as a narcissist. Um, I agree, as someone who's not a doctor. No. Yeah. I I feel like a lot of people, you know, have been self-diagnosing him as a narcissist and hence his ego being bruised and everything. Um, I would love to know your take just working with OkCupid. Um, Have you, I'm sure you've received and learned information about your database and the people using it who may be in a situation like Ariana, like what kind of advice would you give to her um, when she's ready to date again? Yeah, first of all, um, I would take a break from dating. I tell people that all the time, regardless of what you're going through of or or what you've just experienced. Um, if you're not in the mindset to date, it's okay to focus on yourself. I think that's a great thing to do. Delete the apps or just don't go on them for an extended period of time. Um, so you have to be in a really positive mindset. I think you really need to love yourself 
before you're going to open up yourself to other people. Otherwise, you're going to let insecurities filter into your dating experience, your relationship. Um, So if I were her, I would do what she's doing. Focus on herself, focus on her career, spend time with friends, have a me era where it's just all about you and nobody else. Then come back to dating when you feel ready because this has been such a long relationship and a really traumatic public ending. I wouldn't even think about dating until next year. I think that's smart. I mean, it seems, and it seems like she's doing that. I think for her too, I was talking to somebody about it when this all first broke. I'm like the residual trauma she's going to have from this. Cause it's not just trust issues with the next and she's openly bisexual. So with the next person that she dates, male or female, but this is going to affect all of her future friendships because she really did accept Raquel in as a friend and supported her and tried to be there for her. So then I think too, like as she meets future friends, there's always gonna be this thought in the back of my mind, like, can I trust you? Because I've been deceived and burned before. So yeah, I think for her just overall well-being, it's a good idea to take a little bit of a break and maybe even a little bit of like inventory and see like who's really been there for you through this. And those are the people you can trust and not saying like new people can't come in, but I'm sure there were some people that maybe sent like a few texts and then like, that's it. Or we're trying to play both sides of the story. Like with Schwartz, I don't think Schwartz and Ariana can have a future friendship together after all this, because he's always going to try to maintain a friendship with Sandoval as well. Those two are like trouble. In my opinion, I feel like Schwartz is just a puppet for Sandoval and does not have a backbone at all, which is why I was, I mean, I'm never happy to see a couple break up, but I was so here for the divorce because I am loving Katie post-divorce. I think she's a new person. I want her to have all the success and the best relationship in the world um, because I do feel like she really deserves it. Oh, a hundred percent. And Schwartz and Sandoval seem codependent of each other. They have like, yeah, <laughs> I it's mean, it's, it's like a platonic, like a very, I don't know, they're trauma bonded by being on reality TV, I suppose, but getting back to Sandoval and Rachel. So he shared with Howie that they are currently taking a break, um, that they're not together intimately. They're just friends for right now. Do you feel like, I would love to hear your perspective. Like, do you think there's a future for those two? Um, I go two ways here, which is probably not helpful. One part of me feels like they're going to stay together because so many people hate them. And I think they are going to trauma bond because they're in a very unique situation together. However, I do think once the dust settles, because there's going to be a point where we stop talking about this. And I think once the dust settles, this isn't a trending topic anymore. That relationship is going to fizzle. Um, so I think they're going to stay together for the interim, but I don't think they're a long-term couple by by any means. I I don't know. I don't even know if – do you think we'll see them on camera again? Oh, like, I do. I'm just I like, think – I mean, hello, like narcissism, like attention, money, like – it's giving like Roxy Hart vibes, like, you know, come on show business, baby, like make all the money here. But I, I have a theory that they're going to have a baby together. Not even a theory, a prediction. Ooh, that would be wild. I have heard a lot of people say that like the only way they like save themselves from this is like, they, our end game. Like they have yeah. to like end up together, be in love, be in love for a long time and convince all of us that like, yeah, they did a terrible thing, but they just couldn't like resist each other. And this really is like true love and all this. I, I, I don't know if that happens because I do think ultimately, as we've seen with Tom Sandoval, he, he can't just be with one person. And like what happens if, I mean, I don't know what, what, cause I don't know enough about Rachel to be honest, like what her strengths are, but like, let's say something happens where she does become super successful or I don't know, like something happens to her and all of a sudden public perceptions changed and everyone loves her and they're cheering for her. We love a good, you know, comeback story. And it's not the same for him. Like, I just think the way he 
operates in relationships. I don't know if he could be with somebody long-term. I, I really don't think we're going to see as much as we expect to see unravel on camera. My thing is, this is the problem, not problem, but this is a challenge you have when you have an ensemble cast on reality television. All you need is a common enemy for people to rally against. And when they rally against them, they won't film with them. And if you're not filming with other people, you automatically lose your storylines and connection to the cast. And then producers have no choice but to scrap you. We see it happen season after season with The Real Housewives. The second you lose your connection to the main people, you're out. And I worry that even though they have a storyline and there's a ton of drama surrounding them, who's filming with them? All the women have rallied against Rachel. Also, I keep giggling every time you call her Rachel. Um, <laughs> And I don't think Tom has strong enough relationships outside of Tom Schwartz to have a place in the cast. I think this cast, though, there's such dynamic personalities that they like to have that soundbite moment, like the Bambi-eyed bitch. Like, I don't, I mean, Lala, I think they're smart enough. And because they've been on reality reality TV for so long, there's been ups and downs in this friend group. I mean, this isn't the first um, scandal, if you will. This is just blown up. Um, based, I mean, we feel like we've grown up with these people to some extent. Yeah. But I think they're wise enough to know that to make the show continue to work, I don't see them pulling like a housewives. Ariana, that's a little different, but I could see Sheena being in the same room and just be like, oh my God, he's here and talking shit and acting like any of us would if we were in that situation. So I think they're going to continue to thrive off of this. Um, we don't think, know when filming is going to start again, but I would assume it's the summer. Go ahead, Abby. I think it'll be interesting though, like, because I think Katie, Ariana, Sheena's the question mark because I could see her potentially having a little bit of a soft spot for Schwartz, although she's like come forward and said like he was a nightmare and watch what happens live. Like no one wants to give Sandoval a hug right now, <laughs> but it'll be interesting. Cause like when it comes time for like a cast trip, no one's going to invite Sandoval and Rachel Schwartz yeah. is the question mark. I could see the kind of the line being drawn that like no one wants to invite him too. like, I almost feel like for the next couple of seasons, it's going to be friend of energy for Sandoval and Rachel. And can Sandoval handle that? Like I could see him leaving because he won't, if he can't be a main cast, will he, could he, will his ego allow him to be friend of? No, the yeah. question is he probably needs the money. If he can't buy Ariana out right now of the house, I don't think the most extras are killing it because they're doing free shows currently. And I don't know, like he's not a big enough owner in Tom, Tom or Schwartz and Sandy's to really be making a lot of money off of them. Yeah, and who's buying his brand now, whatever <laughs> might come out of that brand. Um, but if they do slowly filter out, I feel like you do need to bring in, you need a common enemy. You need two teams. There always has to be two teams. There's two teams now, but one's just so strong. No, I think I think they'll continue to, I think it'll work. I think this group where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, yes, I, I get what you're saying. It's not fun to watch like in, in some ways like a gang up where so many are against one because then you feel like you have 12 episodes of everyone ganging up on these two people, which gets a little exhausting. However, given the drama and the layers of all this, like Jax has gone through this so many different seasons where he's been the number one enemy in some ways. He just kind of rose to the occasion and was a complete asshole and just didn't care. So I'm going to say it. I think Jax and Brittany are going to come back. And I think Jax is going to challenge Tom. Like, I'm here for that kind of energy, like little masculine fighting on TV. Like, I'm here for it. I'm here for the mess. I have my popcorn ready. I would like to know what your guys' thoughts. Do you think Jax and Brittany are going to come back? I would love for them to come back. Jax is sort of a pain in the ass to me. I make it sound like I'm like hanging out with them. Um <laughs> I've never liked him any single season, but I love Britney so much. And he's one of those people that I dislike, but I enjoy on my television. And Kristen's another one of those where I would love to have her make a grand return. She has said she doesn't want to come back, but, um, you know, we, Vanessa and I have texted about this. I think if the price is right, she's not going to turn it down. I also think um, we need to not forget the fact that like, 
James is not um, an angel. Like he could easily slip into this like villain role. He's been it before. He kind of naturally messes up a lot. So if Sandoval does get pushed out, I think we'll still have, if Ann Jax comes back, we'll have more than enough entertainment and like division with just those two alone. Um, so I, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think for sure though, Jax and Brittany are back in some capacity. I mean, they've brought them on watch back on watch what happens live. I think Bravo's smart. They're realizing like we have a huge opportunity to capitalize on this. The show was really almost on the outs up until this season. So I think they're going to do whatever they can to avoid it getting kind of stale um, the way it was the, that, that, and that was the direction it was heading. So I think they'll be smart and listen to the viewers. Oh yeah. That season with randos. I was like, <laughs> this is painful. I need to power through it. Cause I've already gone through eight seasons, but this is tough. Oh my God. No, it's, it was horrible. Literally like last before the season aired and even before Scandal, I was, had my pitchfork ready. I'm like, end the show. Like, this is stupid. (laughs) Like what is happening? But then, I mean, I hate to say it, but Lala's breakup with Randall, um, Katie and Tom breaking up. Now we have Scandal. We have like these single girls now together, kind of figuring things out in their thirties, dating while being a mom on Lala's end. Like I find that all interesting and it's it's wild how they continue to get have legs. And I'd be remiss to say that Scandal didn't reinvigorate the show. Hello, you hadn't watched it and it yeah. pulled you in and now you're in it. So I think I think Sandoval personally, I think he's gonna be there whether we want him to or not. I think he is not afraid of confrontation and will kind of show up and cry his way through it. I think she'll break before he does. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. I did. She's just not strong in general. Like, I, um, but I do, I just worry for her in general. I know, like, she did a terrible thing, but I, I don't want to see anybody, I, like, mental health wise, like you said, like the bullying gets out, like, has gotten really out of hand. And I do just like worry, like, I don't know. I just, I would hate for this to become any situation where harm is done to herself over the show. And I, I do, I just, I do see some red flags with her. I will I say though, agree. I was, I was, um, sorry. I was just going to say when we at OKCupid decided to say something about Scandaval, the thought behind that was whatever we say, this needs to be pro Ariana. This is not anti anybody else involved. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I get not liking him. Like that's a natural thing. Like I, I don't like him right now as a person. I don't agree with his choices, but like some people are like, oh, what would you have done if you saw him in St. Louis on opening day for the Cardinals? I would have said nothing. One, he wants the attention anyway. So everyone yelling at him and being like, cheater, that's what he wants. It gives him a story to tell. But also, I don't know. I just feel like you never know like like how your words could hurt somebody and the comments. And like, I do feel like if something were to happen, um, like there would be a lot of like, oh, like the comments got like were too much. And like at what yeah. at what cost? Like nobody should lose their life or harm themselves over it. And it happens a lot. So I, I do think it's a good thing to be like bringing attention to you cannot like him, disagree with his choices, but there's no reason to like just verbally attack them via comments. We well, also sure. don't know the story. Yeah. yeah, we haven't heard yeah their side um, as much as it pains me to say that. Uh, you know, the thing with Rachel, though, I do feel like there's some sociopathic behavior, in my opinion, because, listen, like, all those confessionals are filmed, like, after the season's aired, and she's having an affair with this man. Oh, God, that's And true. is, like, smiling through it and, like, making these, the pup, the dreadful puppet moment. So... I do agree with you guys on mental health. However, I do think this is someone who (laughs) may be troubled in other ways, um, who clearly has no problem lying through her teeth, doing this TMZ interview, filing a restraining order against Sheena when that wasn't real, when Sheena like wrote hard for her. I think she is savvy is not the word I want to use, but I think she knows what she's doing. And isn't this meek, weak person? I think she plays into it because she knows it benefits her. 
but she, she's a little sociopathic. What a, what a manipulator though. Cause I mean, let's go back to the early Raquel that we were introduced to that was going to college so that she could help children with disabilities. Like, which I, I mean, I am so glad you brought that up, Vanessa. And I want to like circle back to something Abby said, because I have a different take on how Rachel behaves when she is in a confrontation um, and we see her fumbling over her words. Keep in mind, I watched so much in a short period of time. So it's like really easy for me to remember different seasons because it's all been in the last like two months. Um, I feel like she is an actor and the cat, she is a hundred percent playing a character on television. Um, and I think I started to believe that when she broke off the engagement with James, cause I was like, Oh wow. She's like really committing to her role on this show. Um, and this persona. And then when I saw it break off, I was like, okay, this is not like, she is not a real person. Um, and there's been like slips in behavior where she lets out this like almost mean side of her. Um, so I think for me, when I see her fumble over her words, it's like this inner battle where she's like, cameras are up. We are filming. Keep in mind who you're here to play. Do not let that side out. And that's like a battle we're seeing. Ooh. I like that. That's the darkness. I, yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I think that's a great, I think that's a great take. And I think, you know, that probably that more darkness would come out. She was babbling right now. I think, you know, her behavior with the restraining order to me said it all. I, I just, I think when we watched the reunion, which still, it's hard to believe this reunion has not freaking happened because everyone's <laughs> blabbering left and right. But when it happens, we will hear her side and see her take. Um, it seems to me the reaction of the cast seemed to be so shocked by those two in terms of, I'm sure on Sandoval's side is the victim and uh, blaming depression and things on Ariana. But on Rachel's side, I feel like is the non-emotion of the fact that she was a bridesmaid in Sheena's wedding and just like doesn't care that she did all this or that all of this happened. I mean, I'm sure she does kind of care. Um, I want to pivot and just ask you some questions because I'm intrigued. I've been out of the dating game. I mean, Abby and I are happily married. We don't have any side profiles, so anything going on, but just want to help out our listeners who are dating and trying to find not the Sandoval in their lives. Um, what is the number one profile mistake? Ooh, that's a great question. One is spelling mistakes. People say they're 75% less likely to respond to someone who has a lot of spelling mistakes in their profile. So proofread your dating profile, just like you would a resume. And then another mistake I see is just being super negative. You don't want to list out the reasons for people to pass on you because they're just going to do it. So if you're, we've actually found that profiles with terms like pass on me if, or don't like me if, get fewer messages, fewer conversations and fewer contact exchanges than don't than those who don't. So you never want to put any negativity in anything on the prompts that you're filling out on dating profiles. It's a big no, no. And what are like photo no, no's a man holding a fish. (laughs) Besides that, I would say like a lot of the same photos. So like don't upload five of the same selfies. My rule of thumb with photos is Use anything that you're putting on your profile, photos, prompts, as a conversation starter. It should serve a purpose. So no one really cares what you look like when you're fully glammed and taking a selfie going to an event. But take a photo of you on vacation. Take a photo of you at the Taylor Swift concert or BravoCon. Or take a photo of you running a marathon. That those three photos alone tell me so many things about you that I can start a conversation about. I can ask you your favorite Bravo show, your favorite Taylor Swift album, where you want to go on vacation next. And opening up with a, a question is just like a great way to start a conversation. Okay. I have a question for you. This is actually something my niece asked me. Um, and I was like, oh God, I don't know the answer to this. So how 
far back should you go with photos? Cause she was like, so during the pandemic, you know, we weren't like traveling a lot and she like loves to travel. And so she's like, I kind of want to post a picture of a trip that I took. That was like super fun. Um, she went to like London and Paris, but it was, um, 2019. And I was like, well, that's four years ago. Is that, and that's not like, you know, like it'd be not like me posting a photo of myself in high school being like, look at me, I'm 18 years old. But like, you know, I do think people like sometimes will say like, it's not, what's it called? It's not catfishing, but there's another like phrase for it. When you like post a photo of yourself, that's like 10 years old, it makes you look younger. Or maybe you were in a different shape that, you know, like where you're trying to kind of like portray yourself as something you're not. So like how far back should you go? I just love the number three. So I like to keep it within three years. Um, and we've all been home during the pandemic. So like what I hate hearing is people feeling self-conscious about what they look like today versus three, four or five years ago. No one cares. You still look amazing. Upload the photo of what you look like today. So many people are going to fall in love with you. Um, so I like to keep it within three years. I think that's a good rule of thumb. I've also heard too, don't... Um... What is it? Like, don't post pictures with other people in it. Like, even if it's like someone's like, especially if they're more attractive than you. I'm like, I don't think it necessarily matters, but I've heard that too. Like, it's kind of unless it's like, I don't know, like you truly can't crop anybody out. But what's your thought on that? I'm okay with group photos as long it's at it as long as it's at the end of your like photo list. So okay. first three. I would say dedicate to only yourself. But if like family is really important to you, you probably want to showcase that on your dating app or your friends. Like that's something to highlight as well, but put them in the back because no one wants to play where's Waldo. It really isn't about like putting a photo with someone who's more attractive to you. No one cares about that. I think we always feel like everyone's judging us, but in reality, that's not always the case. Happens to me all the time in like workout classes. I'm like, everyone's staring at me. And then I leave and I'm like, wait, I didn't look at a single person in that room. Um, So I would just put them at like the back. I like that. So what would make, what makes OkCupid different from other? So there's Tinder, Bumble. There's so many different dating apps these days. Like what makes OkCupid different from the other apps? Yeah. Well, we're the only one that matches people on what matters to them through an app question. So the more questions you answer, the more compatible your matches are going to be. And when you see a profile on OkCupid, you'll actually see a match percentage and that's clickable. So if you click that 89% or 92% or 76%, you get to see all the questions that you both answered in common and where you agree and where you disagree. Because there are certain things that are deal breakers. Um, Like for example, we have a lot of daters who watch reality TV. And people on our app who do get 141% more likes and 134% more matches. So pull a Michael and watch all of Vanderpump rules. Um, But that's not everyone's jam. So I can still date someone who doesn't love horror movies as much as me or Taylor Swift as much as me. But I won't date someone who does not believe climate change is real or does not vote or does not support the Black Lives Matter movement. So we like to make it really easy for you to find out as much as you can about someone. So I would say like, we have a higher intent dater because we, to be quite honest, we make you do a lot of work when you create a profile and that's by design so that the people on our app are taking dating more seriously. So that's our biggest differentiator. It's all about our questions. I feel like it'd be so fun now. I'm sure people tell you this and this makes me sound so old, but like, I would like love to like go back in time and like these apps be there. And I just think it'd be so fun to see like, like, well, Vanessa, you met your husband in college, but like kids are doing this in college now too. Like, I know they're doing the apps a lot in college. Like, who would you be matched with? Who would you have gone on dates with? Like, would you have ended up with your husband? Cause Vanessa met hers in college. I was set up on a blind date, which like I tell people that now I'm like, that's so cute. Like, I don't think blind dates happen as much anymore. It's just so funny. Like I would love to, I don't know. I kind of wish the apps existed back then just to see what, like, what, what it would be interesting to see how it would have changed me over the course of my life. Yeah, I, the first time I ever heard of a dating app was the week after I graduated college, and it was Tinder. And I was like, this is such a weird, creepy concept. Um, <laughs> and now people get creeped out. Like, my friends will be like, oh my God, that guy was so creepy at the bar. And I was like, what happened? 
And they're like, he like talked to me. Oh my God. So <laughs> That's like how we met back then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's You're so like funny. a baby when you just said Tinder came out when you graduated college. Oh well, it was out before that. It came out during like when I was in college, but I didn't know a single person on a dating app all four years. And then I had gone on a trip with friends post-college, like the week after we graduated. And one of the guys on the trip was going to meet up with a girl he met on Tinder. And I was like, what is that? Oh my gosh. It's crazy. What a time. What a time. Well, Michael, I think you have something special for our listeners, um, for you singles out there. So I'll let Michael kind of explain. Yeah. So basically when Scandaval erupted, we decided at OKCupid that we were going to come out as Team Ariana. And over a certain weekend earlier this year, we secretly upgraded every single Ariana on OKCupid across the United States to make sure that none of our Arianas wound up with a Tom. So we upgraded them all to premium. And that was a fun little thing. And then we announced that we were banning every Tom on OKCupid across the United States. But do not panic. That was only for April Fool's. But for all the listeners today, for the first 50 people who make it to the end of this interview, um, if you create an OKCupid profile for free, it's completely free, and email subscriptions at okcupid.com from the email address that you use to sign up, we will upgrade you to premium for three months so that you can test out all the different paid features on OKCupid. So real quickly, again, download OKCupid on any smartphone or any app store, Google store that you use, create an account for free, and then email subscriptions at okcupid.com and you will get premium on us. Oh my God, I love this. And then, and then DM us if yes, you like me to love your life. Yeah, we're yeah. nosy. And we yeah. want to know who you match up with. So oh, I love this. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Love discussing all things Scandaval. And thank you, you for listening. So we will check you later this week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at Body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.